Welcome to episode 16 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. So hey guys, welcome along to Iron Man Talk, episode 16 with uh, Coach Sean Newson and Bevan James Oz. How you going, John? Good, it's good to be back in the, the cosy Iron Man Talk studios. Oh, I had the heater on this morning for you before you came <laughs> around. It's a little bit chilly back in New Zealand, isn't it, mate? It is. A bit of a change from France, but uh, it's nice to be home. I see, listening to the radio yesterday talking about Tour de France, and they're saying that road temperature went on the bikes was in the 40s in yesterday's it's leg. very, very hot over there at the moment, apparently. I think it's, it's, it's gone up quite a bit since we've left. So, uh, yeah, there's, tomorrow's a big day. Let's get back into the mountains. Tomorrow's probably going to decide the tour, I think. Yeah, so it'll be interesting yeah. watching. That's very interesting stuff, isn't it? Anyway, we're an Ironman thing, so we're going to get into that. News this week, we've got the results from Austria, plus a couple of races Germany in the longest day. Uh, almost got cancelled, which we're going to go into. We've got Silverman, which is a new kind of race, which is really focused on teams racing. Uh, website of the week, Age Grouper of the Week, which we were kind of marvellous in the way we picked that, but we'll go into that later on. Uh, high five for this week is... Keeping a balance. Keeping we'll, a balance. We'll, we'll go into that more <laughs> shortly, though. And this is a topical subject for John <laughs> at the moment. So, <laughs> um, Coach's Corner this week, mate? We're just going to sort of go back a step and just go through some fundamentals. It's uh, what a lot of my triathlon coaching is based on. It's called the six C's of endurance success. Six. That's beautiful, mate. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Say yeah. that five times yeah, fast when you're drunk. <laughs> um, and lastly, we have our questions and answers, and we've got lots of good questions from you guys over the last few weeks, actually, and we're going to try to catch up on a few of those and uh, move forward from there. So anyway... Uh, Last weekend we had Austria. Yeah, it was uh, fast racing. Um, yeah, really fast day. Marino van Honecker, who I know quite well, he used to train down here in Christchurch. He uh, he blitzed the field, 8.07. Uh, if you want to just pull up the results there, Bevan. Yep. Uh, very, very impressive result. Uh, it's, it's amazing how he's improved his swim. I remember racing him back here in Christchurch. We had the... Uh, Timaru Triathlon. Uh, I think you've got the results. I think I have got the results. <laughs> yeah, my internet connection went down today, so I haven't had the internet. So John had to bring his laptop around, and yeah, he's asking me for the results, but there it's actually on his computer. It's actually on my computer. Yeah. Um, but a very impressive day by Marino, 8.07. Uh, we all know Austria is a fast course, but uh, very, yeah. very impressive time. Just an all-round good race. Uh, like I said, he wasn't a great swimmer when he was in Christchurch. but he, 47. Uh, 47. Although the fastest guys were 45, so he's about three minutes down on the swim. Uh, very impressive bike ride, 4.27. He put uh, six minutes into Tuilborn Cinderbal, and he's the guy who set a course record last year in Hawaii on the bike. Mm. So to do well, that... He blew up, didn't he? He did, but he, uh, he, he, you know, to put six minutes into that guy is pretty impressive, and then he rounded it off with a really nice 2.49 marathon. So 8.07, very, very fast time. I know it's a fast course, but that's an impressive race. And then um, there was a bit of a battle for second uh, between the Lanos brothers and... Uh, Hector beat Aniko yep. uh, just by a little bit, so 8.13 and 8.15. And then uh, a couple of Austrians in their hometown race, Norbert, I'm going to do all the pronunciations today. Yeah, I'm just uh, giving that to you, mate. Lang- uh and Werner Lenther were fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth. So all in all, very fast racing. You know, 10th place was 8.37. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you often use a rule of thumb around the world at, at the, the standard sort of Ironmans like New Zealand and so yeah. on. If you go sub nine, sub nine hours, you're generally going to get in the top in 10, the top 10 yeah. or very, very yeah. close to it. Um, but here, 8.37 is pretty quick. Um, on the girls' side of things, um, so I'm going to make a few comments here. Rebecca Preston won. 
Um, pretty impressive comeback though from Laurie Bowden finishing second. Ran a three and a couple of minutes behind too. Yeah, three oh four marathon. Uh, so pretty close racing. She, I think she got within a minute, minute and a half of Rebecca Preston on the run, and then Rebecca Preston sort of kicked at the end. Mm. Um, but what I really want to bring up was uh, the fact that Rebecca Preston. She's raced. Uh, this is Ironman Austria. She did Ironman Switzerland two weeks ago. She won there. Uh, pretty sure she did. Ironman Lanzarote, I know she was entered, I think we mentioned her, but I don't think yeah. she had such a good race there, so that's three, she raced Ironman New Zealand, did the, uh, oh, the shortened version, yeah. I'm pretty sure, and I think she may have even done Brazil as well, <laughs> and uh, it's just crazy, her and the girl who got fourth place, Hilary Biscay, they're both co- coached by a guy called Brett Sutton, who's a fairly well-known coach, never met the guy, but he just he drills his athletes into the ground. He's got more world champions than you'll ever uh, imagine. He coaches, you know, people like Loretta Harrop, and a lot of the females seem to really kick butt under him. Uh, he pushes people to the absolute limit. See, the interesting thing in this situation is that she's still delivering great times. It's not like she's, oh yeah, you know, like the, a nine twelve. And although it's a fast course, it's yeah. a really fast time for a female, isn't it? Exactly. And but and she won two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I I can't even imagine going out and doing an Ironman yeah. two weeks after doing Go for another a run one. Now, two weeks after an Ironman. Exactly. Now. And Hilary Biscay, the girl who got fourth, she's I know she did Brazil. Um, I know she did New Zealand, and she got about fourth at both of those. Uh, I'm pretty sure she did Switzerland as well. Yeah. So both those girls, I think they're training partners, and they're just they're just racing so, every race. So what's the name of that coach again? Brett Sutton. And so what's his thinking? He's he's an Aussie coach, and he just hammers people into the ground. Really? Uh, and and he gets the results. So I, I'm sh- he burns a lot of athletes yeah, out. Yeah, it's, um, it's a kind of a very risky game, isn't it? But hey, she's, yeah. she's winning races, yeah. and and he's produced so many world champions over the years. Uh, Loretta Harrop is a, is a great example. Siri Lindley, who's an American girl, who uh, she was world champion. Has he raised many males? Like, yeah, yeah, there's a number of males. Craig Walton was with him for a long time. Um, people like Andrew Johns. The problem with Brett Sutton is he's very controversial, and he's actually been banned from um, coaching in Australia. Oh. Uh, and so athletes have to be a little bit coy because a lot of the national federations have banned him. He was involved in a, a court case involving some female athletes he was dealing with. So oh, okay. there's quite a bit of controversy surrounding him. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people probably got pretty strong opinions on that but uh in terms of his uh coaching philosophy it's very different um and long term you know it may not work but hey i mean if you said to somebody i can make you a world champion you might burn out in a couple of years Mm. Uh, i can make you an olympic champion but you might not have the longest career Mm. the guy's a bit of a bit of a phenomenon really um and uh i know a lot of other coaches who and athletes have been with him and they speak of him very highly so uh yeah very, very impressive, those girls just so backing up. Because the, the, the general thought on triathlon and coaching, you, know, you being a coach, is that it's, you know, lots of racing isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. And and so it's interesting. But it's interesting that his influence hasn't come through more. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, I think it works really well for, for athletes, full-time athletes. You, yep. you try doing this sort of stuff if you've got a, a life and, and a job outside. But I think balance. Yeah, which we're going to talk <laughs> about later. I think it'll be a lot harder. But these guys are full-time athletes. So it's a bit like, I guess, what we get in Epic Camp. When you've got that group vibe going, yep. um, you can achieve so much more. And I know that Brett Sutton, he has a number of training bases around the world. And they go there and the whole team comes together. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're doing some phenomenal things. And... I mean, as an athlete and as a coach, I'm surprised not more of the athletes blow up, but uh, very impressive. But it's interesting because I know when I was talking to Gordo and over the last couple of weeks on Ironman Talk is that 
Um, the, the interesting thing I've discovered through Gordo is that what he really does, and I know Class does a lot of it himself, is that they really do just put themselves in a lot of camps, don't they? Yeah. You know, and that's what they really get through. They use those yeah. camps, and which are very high in training, which is, I imagine, quite similar to what Brett does, mm. is smashing people um, at, to your max. Um, that, that's what they've figured out takes them to that next level. You, you can't go out and do that sort of training by yourself. If I gave you a program and said, go to an epic camp, you know, go to 55 hours in a mm. week, um, you, you you may get through it, um, but mentally you'd just be yeah. absolutely shot through the roof. You probably wouldn't be that happy. You probably wouldn't enjoy the training. And so when you're on a, a camp situation like Epic Camp, you're doing huge volume. You're with some really motivated people, and so you enjoy it. So yeah. you're doing big volume. You're enjoying it. Yeah, you're it's getting tired and smashed, mm. but trying to do that stuff by yourself is, is pretty challenging. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We digress slightly. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> and so um, this weekend coming up in races, we've got a few races. We've got Ironman Germany, which yes, is the big... Well, Step oh, back one step. step. I just wanted to mention the lifetime fitness try. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, yep. it's not really an Ironman distance stuff, but uh, five hundred thousand dollars on the line is the richest um, triathlon purse in the world. So I thought we might just mention that. Uh, Hunter Kemper took it out. Um, it was nice to see Hamish Carter, coming uh, Kiwi fella, coming third. He was on the radio the other day talking about it, and he was saying how he was so exhausted at the end. He actually, I think he passed out, and he woke <laughs> up and he had a thermometer up his bum. <laughs> He was slightly concerned. Well, that reminds me, I had a thermometer up my bum once. The first Ironman I did. <laughs> Too much information, mate. The first Ironman I did was uh, Ironman South Africa, and uh, and I got some mild hypothermia at the end, and they were actually doing a study um, on core body temperatures during this race. And so you finished the race, I was in the medical tent, keeled up. They just said, just roll over there for just a minute, Just touch your buddy. toes for a second. Just touch your toes. Whoosh, up she goes. Oh, crikey. And then I'd been lying there for another 10 minutes or so. And um, and I, because I had mild hypothermia, they thought, right, we'll measure him again. So whoosh, gah, up it went again. <laughs> so, Changed your life, didn't it, eh? Did. <laughs> so um, anyway, anyway, we digress again. Uh, Hunter Kemper won. Uh, it was pretty close racing, 159.33. So what's the course like? Because that's a little bit slow for those guys, isn't it? It must be pretty tough. It mu- yeah, I'm not actually quite sure on the course. It's, a, it's an equaliser, though. They call it an equaliser. So yep. the girls get a handicap start. Yeah. Um, and that's time, isn't it? They let them it go is, like eight minutes faster. Yeah. So the, yeah. this year, the, the guys came through. They came through last year as well. Um, the first couple of years, the girls won it. Um, but Emma Snowstall, she was the first girl in ninth place. But uh, yeah, Hunter Kemper, Vladimir Polikaprenko. I uh, got that one yeah, right, didn't I? Sensational, man. And uh, Hamish, and then uh, a whole lot. It's, it's the strongest short course field you'll find anywhere in the world. Probably stronger than the world champs, just because the guys are chasing the money. Great yeah. money all the way down. And uh, you just look down that list. you got Hamish, you got yeah. Bevan, you got Peter Zoni, Robertson. Yeah, Simon Whitfield, the other Olympic champion. Craig Walt, Craig Alexander. Uh, the names just go on and on. So um, very, 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 very hot day, apparently. And uh, yeah, I'm sure Hunter Kemper's... Uh, and he's got a fairly, fairly good relationship with his bank man- manager this week. Yeah, it's got to be good for you, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, that- so this weekend coming up, we've got Ironman Germany. Which is a biggie. So it is a biggie. Uh, it's, it's doubling as uh, the European Ironman Championships. Um, is, is this a new thing or has it always been the case or do they move that around? Well, originally Roth was the European Championship, so I'm not quite sure what they've done the last few years, but it's, uh, it's definitely a prestigious race. So I was a little surprised when I... Um, with my fantastic preparation when I was preparing about an hour ago for the show. Yeah. When I pulled up the men's list. (laughs) When I pulled up the list, uh, it's not actually a very stacked field at all. No. Um, A very small pro field. Basically all Germans, except for Brownie, who's, uh, and uh, and a guy from uh, SLO, so I presume that's Slovakia. Um, So it looks like, unless the uh, entry list has changed, it's going to be a a showdown between Cameron Brown and Norman Sadler, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, I'm going to put my money on Cameron Brown. Um, well, he's never won. He's always come second, hasn't he? So hopefully second. this is year. He's never won an Ironman outside of New Zealand. Uh, so I think his bike form has been pretty fantastic so far this year. So I'm hoping he can um, hopefully limit the gap to Norman Sadler. And uh, he's obviously a better runner than Norman Sadler. So if he can put in his trademark run yep. and be within, say, about um, seven or eight minutes of Norman Sadler off the bike, I think he can take it. Yeah. There are obviously still some other good challenges there as well, though. Thomas Hellregel is getting a little um, past it now, but Lothar Leader on his day is um, arguably one of the best athletes in the world. So I think those will be the ones who will probably um, battle it out. Uh, Marcus Foster, he may well uh, be up there as well. But yeah, a bit surprised there. Very, very German field. And on the females, there's hardly anyone, isn't there? Yeah, how many is there? Two, four, six, eight, nine. Yeah. So, so you're do the top ten. Yes, <laughs> I'll pick the top ten. <laughs> we haven't. We're not doing the um, the uh, triathlon tantalizer this week because uh, my internet went down. I don't have the internet at the moment. It's very frustrating. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we've got a number of girls there who, who are well-performed Germans. Nicole Leader, who's Lothar Leader's wife, she's uh, she's won a, a number of races in her time. Uh, Nina Eggert, um, I'm pretty sure that's Ralph Eggert's wife uh, or a relation of, possibly. Yeah. Cousin. <laughs> uh, cousin. Fifth. He used to be a great short course athlete. Uh, and the other one probably to look out for would be Elizabeth Christensen. She's been doing quite a lot of racing this year from uh, Denmark. Uh, very well performed athlete. So I think those are the girls to watch. So uh, so, so why, why haven't they pulled a big field? You think if it's the European Championships? There's so many races. So yeah. we had uh, Austria last week. We had Switzerland a couple of weeks before yeah. that. Um, we had Roth, Roth. Yep. so you know that's four or five races all within each other, uh, and then we've got you know a few other Ironmans here and there. Middle of the European season, some guys will have have other races coming yep. up. Um, Ironman UK will be coming up, so there's so many races, so the fields are getting pretty thin. Um, but the problem is, is there's a demand for more Ironman races, but mm. there's probably not enough pros to spread around the pro field. There's certainly a demand on the age group side of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Which be, is probably encouraging for up and comers. Yeah, you know, like because you can think, well, I'll probably choose my races and spread the money. Still try to make a little bit of money. Yeah, you, you could nip over to Germany next year. Yeah, I might actually bring on Brownie. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then we've also got Ironman Lake Placid. So, if you recall, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had. Um, Ironman Coeur d'Alene, and that was uh, basically a women's only sort of pro field. Yep. And so then this time it's basically a males only pro field at Lake Placid. We, we know we've got a number of uh, listeners out there racing this weekend. Matthew. Matthew's out there. Um, Matthew, a good who is our, always our questioner of the week. So. Yeah. yeah. Got another uh, one this week. Yeah. Uh, also got a couple of Ed, uh, Epic Campers, Ed McDevitt and uh, Michael Peters. So it'll be interesting to see how they've recovered from Epic Camp. And uh, I've got a number of athletes out there racing as well. So um, good luck to all you guys. Chris McDonald. Yes, so we've got, um, it's actually a pretty strong field when you look down there. Um, I think probably my pick would be uh, Rudker Beeky. He's uh, had a number of top finishes in Hawaii. Very, very good athlete from Belgium. Um, looking down that list, a very strong field though. Uh, Rudker, you've got Tom Evans, um, very good athlete, won Ironman Canada, um, won a number of other races. Scrolling down the list, we've got Chris McDonald from New Zealand. Um, he'll be looking for a breakthrough race. It's um, it's a reasonably tough bike course at Lake Placid, so that will suit him. Very, very strong on the bike. Steady swimmer and good steady runner. You know, he'll always yeah. run about three hours just under. So he'll be quite good. Brian Rhodes. Rhodesy. Luke McKenzie's up there. Um, he's a, is a good Aussie racer. Uh, scrolling down, Jan Sieberson. Expect to see him lead out of the swim. 
there's a, there's a good tip for everyone out there who wants to do an international race and maybe think like Canada and you don't live in Canada and you're worried about maybe getting in. There's a guy called Craig Braggins Craig from Christchurch. From Christchurch who's entered as a pro and to be honest, I don't think Craig's going to be getting the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> John was saying he's probably more of a 9 to 10 hour guy. Yeah. And, uh, but he's obviously entered the race because he probably couldn't have got in as an age group or as a pro as a way of getting in, which is a bit of an insider's tip. So, so hopefully he doesn't get disqualified before the race goes. <laughs> um, but it, also we've got in there Petra Vabusic. Uh He's always there or thereabouts. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to be winning it, but he's another one of these athletes who does loads of Ironman athletes. Uh, and also Victor Zemensev, yeah. uh, very good runner. He was down to race Ironman New Zealand this year, um, but pulled out with an injury. Uh, he's won Ironman... Wisconsin or Florida a couple of times uh, so he'll be very strong so he's uh, seeded number one so it should be a pretty exciting race then shouldn't it it should yeah so yeah. we'll be uh, we'll be up on Monday morning watching yep. Ironman live which is Sunday your guys time or is it a Saturday well, race I'm not quite sure yeah. it does <laughs> so good luck to all you guys out there who are listening and uh, and have got Ironman coming up this weekend um, should be a good day just remember to pace yourselves and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and drill that second half of the run and you should have a good day uh, I'm pretty sure it's Matthew's first one so good luck Matthew enjoy the whole experience yeah. so, he was. Um, someone wrote to us about. Oh, actually, we'll do that in the emails. Don't worry. I'm moving <laughs> forward when I shouldn't. Also, we've got the uh, Silverman. Uh, we've got. Uh, you're skipping ahead again oh, there. Sorry, man. I'm getting too excited. The, the longest day. The longest day. So, this is a race in the UK. Um, and I, I, I sort of pulled it up because. Uh, I saw a number of news. I get the the English version of the 220 Triathlon magazine, which is their sort of big triathlon mag yeah. over there. Also a good website. Yeah, 220triathlonprobably.co.uk, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the longest day has been in a fairly well-established Ironman distance race, um, but they've been feeling the heat a little bit from Ironman UK that was first year last year or the year before. Yeah. And so their numbers have been going down. So last year. Yeah. Because well, Rosie won for the first one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, and so the numbers have been going down, and uh, and there was, I think, a lot of uh, rumour that the, the race wasn't going to be going on this year um, because of a lack of numbers. So fantastic to see that it is going ahead. Um, so do support these non-Ironman races. Um, mm, you mm. know, we, we often talk about the Ironman races, but I know from uh, we I'm going to be supporting the, the Challenge the Queenstown. Challenge Queenstown. Um, and we want to give Ironman a run for their money, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people want to do an Ironman race for the first time to say I'm an Ironman. Yeah. But these other races are often really challenging. Like the longest day, I know, is a very, very challenging race. And uh, so is the Challenge Queenstown. And the other race we're going to talk about in a moment, the Silverman. They, they're, they're real challenges, challenging day at the offices. You're not going to get fast times, um, but you're sure as hell going to know you've done an Ironman kind distance race. Kind of goes back race. to what Scott was talking about when we interviewed him the first time about how... You know, a lot of people are so focused on their time nowadays, whereas the idea of the Ironman being the challenge is getting a little bit lost. And yeah. the, um, these, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are some sort of Ironman races that are really hard, but, you know, these type of events that are about challenging, you know, I think we're drawn to the sport by the challenge and um, to never lose that factor as well. Eh? Yeah, so to get out there and... Uh if you're a few, a few pommies out there listening, get out there and um, watch the Longest Day this weekend. It's uh, www.longestday.co.uk, and uh, we'll try and get some results for next week. Mm. And if any of you webmasters are out there, um, try and get your results up on your sites on time. Yeah. <laughs> we scan through the sites on, um, on it's Tuesday morning over here on New Zealand time. Yeah, it's not good and, enough. And, yeah. uh, We're trying to put a show together here. <laughs> yeah. you know? Results aren't out there on time. Um, and so we can't we can't help promote your races if you don't put the results up there. But another interesting thing on that front is that um, when I talk to a lot of Ironmen who have been doing the racing for a long time, um, they often, you know, they're not so fussed on doing the Ironman race anymore. Because yeah. like in New Zealand now, we're basically going to have two Ironman uh, length races, Queenstown Challenge Queenstown plus Ironman Taupo. 
And there's a lot of people who like athletes. So we're in Christchurch, John and I, which is about four hours from Queenstown in the car, which is a lot closer to Taupo. You must be driving a fast car. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I never speed. Uh, and um, But it's a lot closer to Taupo, and there's a lot of local athletes. And I, when I ask them, oh, what do you think? You know, you're going to do a race next year? And I think, oh, yeah, I might do Queenstown, which is it's yeah. interesting. That, that seems to be the thought. But then when you speak to newer people, they're going, oh, no, I want to go to Taupo. Because yeah. they definitely, I think we all want to get that Ironman under our belt. But yeah. mm, that is interesting. Um, so then we've got the Silverman 100K for teams. So it's focused it's, more on teams. Well, it's coming. It's not. It's a little way off, but I thought I'd just bring it up. It's not till November, so it's an end of yep. season race. But it's uh, it's in. Uh, oh, I'm going to get my American geography. It's in. Uh, it's near Las Vegas anyway. Yep. Uh, and it's it's an Ironman race. It's uh, arguably the Dave Scott is calling it the toughest Ironman in the world. Yep. It's got 10,000 feet of climbing on the bike, Ooh. which is um, you know. Roughly. Is it an official Ironman? No, no, it's, no, okay. uh, Ironman, it's, distance, it's, yep. it's Ironman distance race. Uh, so that's you know close on I don't know two and a half to three thousand meters of climbing. Yep. So that's uh, an awful lot of climbing on the bike. So very very slowed out the office, and it's got an additional two thousand feet of climbing on the uh, on the run. Yeah, so very very tough day. Um, but one of the things that why I brought it up is I've got a, a team challenge. This is a hundred thousand dollars US on the line. Wow. For a team to break eight hours. Wow. So I'm I'm fascinated by this uh, to see yeah, it's awesome, if you it? if you I mean we're going to get plenty of triathlon sort of teams you know with the triathletes getting together mm. a good swimmer good biker and a good runner. But you actually but, need a good runner, a good yeah. cyclist, and a good. So we'll, we'll see, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because potentially you know if uh, if if people had their wits out there, you know, not in a say a, a world champion marathon runner, but if you're a very very good say. American runner, maybe you run around yeah, about a two two twenty, tw- yeah. something like that, and you team up with somebody who's a who's a American, a good American uh, standard cyclist, but obviously not Tour de France standard. Yeah, and then just you probably just need a solid swimmer. Um, it'd be a very interesting day at the office. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy one to break eight hours. It's going to be a very very tough day at the office. But, but that's uh, cool because just what we we're talking about a minute ago about that whole challenge, like. It's really laying the challenge, but the organisers taking the initiative and saying, "Here's a real hard challenge." Yeah, you know, if, you, if you're up to it and you want to put team together, you know, there's it's, the rewards are there. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure there'll be plenty of triathletes out there with teams. And do, uh, do many event organisers having incentives that, like, I know Hawaii, they had first, you know, um, bike, and are they doing much of that stuff? Not really. Uh, you, you get quite a few races who have swim preems, bike preems, run yep. preems, like Hawaii. Um, but nobody's really coughing up, well, not that I know, uh, really coughing up the cash to say, you know, go out and break eight hours and there's a big big paycheck on the and line. And bonuses for course records and stuff like that? Do they have that? Not not many races to my knowledge, no. no. I think in Roth they, <coughs> they have a bonus system for going under eight hours, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to state categorically. So yeah. Ed McDevitt, if you're listening, I haven't done my research on that <laughs> one. I'm just sort of going on a whim. Um, but I think they have a bonus there, so it would be good to see some some big bonuses for going sub eight hours at places. Um, and I think yeah, in New Zealand we have the coast to coast race, and uh, and if you get a course record, you get a car there. <laughs> they make it very very hard, so yeah. there's not very often that you get the car. And but, it's, um, it's, a, it's a race very much based on conditions, and the conditions one year there was like a stupidly favourable conditions, and so yeah. the records near on impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it would be good to see that and uh, get some guys really busting guts, seeing a few. Explosions, yeah, yeah, <laughs> be quite fun watching. Well, yeah. I, we were talking the other week about the motivation to go. You know how nowadays we just don't seem to have that next level happening, and yeah, you know those type of things maybe will draw that type of motivation. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's the news for this week. Righto, so John's back in the studio now, which is quite exciting because now we can actually probably do age group of the week properly. We can do. Do we put music? Do we do age weird music? Let's let's forget the music this week. Let's just let's just rip into it. Okay, ready, three, two, one. Age group of the week. We should have added the music. 
Uh, Next well, week. We had fun this week sorting out this age group of the week. Because um, my internet was down, so because age group of the week is kind of my job, and so <laughs> I haven't been able to look at the internet again, which is very frustrating. And so John came around and I said, okay, I'm going to go for the strangest name. So we went to Z. Went to Z. And we found tricks. How did we go? How did we go with that? Zag. Zag. Dragon. But we kind of saw the dragon. Z-G-R-A-G-G-N. Dragon. And we went on there and we were talking about, oh, how he did pretty well and all the rest of it, 10, 13, pretty good. And then John figured out that, because the profession was in German, that it was a housewife. (laughs) Housefrau. And I thought, well, I know, I'm I'm a German, I mean, I spoke a bit of German at school. And so I thought, house, that's, um, that's, I know, house is house. House. Frau is is girl or woman. And so I thought, woman, house, must be housewife. And I thought, surely not. That's a really fast time. So, So, and she's, tricks is 40. In the 40 age group. 40 age group in the time of 10, 13, 57. And it was a really well-balanced race. Um, she swam a 106. Oh, this was at Ironman Austria, by the way. Yep. She swam 106, and her swim position, I don't like the way they've designed this side. I've got to scroll. Yeah. Uh, she was 683rd out of the swim. Yep. Oh, see, this is what I was telling you, Bevan. I don't like my mouse. He's got a new computer, and he, he's got one of those touchpad mouse pads. And <laughs> she was 683 out of the swim, and then after the bike, she was 413th, and then after the run, she was 269th. So... Fantastically well-balanced yeah, race. Yeah. Really um, good pacing, uh, consistent across the whole field. Great bike time. Yeah, very strong. It was a fa- fast bike course, but um, I think the guys were riding for 4.30, so yeah, 5.17s. We were not, unable not to see her, um, her race result overall. We just oh. couldn't seem to find the results for age groups, but she is our age group of the week because just fantastic race overall, but yeah. <laughs> we actually picked it based on the name. But we, we, we like the name. But we really liked, once we saw the results, we were well impressed. So she is the age group of the week for this week. Very good. Okay, so ready for our next... I think people are missing all the all the intros. Well, the, this, this intro is your one. I, I, I leave this one okay, to you. Okay, so one, two, three, four, high five. Righty ho. Oh, beautiful. I actually saw the little kitties books when I was in France. I thought oh, I saw <laughs> high five. Um, so we're... This week I was uh, going to do something about keeping some balance, which is... Uh, John, and I, John and I had an interesting talk before today, <laughs> both, both of our partners and us. You know, it's something everyone who does Ironman needs to work on. So if you are an um, Ironman junkie and you don't have a partner, don't have much of a family, <laughs> and uh, you just train all day, and uh, that's fine, just just turn off the podcast for the next five minutes yeah. or fast forward because this, hey, is, this isn't relevant to you. probably worth listening to because you may one day find a partner. <laughs> yeah, maybe put this in storage, <laughs> save as when I give up triathlon or when I go into low-key triathlon I'll, I'll listen to this advice so, so we'll get one for one you want to start okay so it's just yeah keeping a bit of balance so the first thing you want to do obviously for a lot of you northern hemisphere athletes it's the middle of your season um, but for you southern hemisphere athletes like me I'm actually about to plan the rest of my year out now um, I to start today. <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, so I've got to plan my season so one thing I'm going to do um, once I've done that I'm going to go through and sort of put put the events and sort of my key weeks and so on down and uh, and then I'm going to talk to my partner about it and confer in there and I'm going to slot in a few little holidays and things so that's my my first tip is make sure you do sit down with your partner explain what you're going to be do, what you're racing you're planning to do um, what, what when your big training is going to be when you're going to spend time with them yeah. and uh, and make sure that they understand where you're coming from and if they're not happy about it uh, break up or uh, <laughs> or, or, uh, commitment. or sort it out <laughs> Um, I think number two is a good one is um, sit one day in the afternoon where you actually it's family or partner time and I think it's really important when you do this is that to make sure that you have the energy and the time while you do this um, I have a little girl who's nine years old and I also have a partner and um, you know you get to the weekend on a Sunday I like to do a big ride I also teach a class and, you know Sunday's pretty much taken off and then Saturday I like to do things in the morning and so 
sometimes you find you're so busy and then when you finally do kind of have that time for them you're kind of tired and you don't really do it that well and so it's about really just pulling your act together and think okay right now my commitment is to those people around me and to be committed to actually giving them really good energy and making sure you do things that make it fun for you as well so you don't mm. kind of just like fake it and kind of just get through it you actually are involved in the experience well, I mean, uh, I'll tell you a funny story about that. I was uh, actually lying on the massage bed in Hawaii, hardly able to move uh, yeah. last year. And uh, I'd written my race report for Ironman New Zealand, and I used to have Sundays as a day off, and uh, I called it Belinda Day. Oh. <laughs> and I used to get quite a bit of crap about it. Yeah. And I was lying on the massage table and uh, getting a bit of a rub down, trying to get my limbs moving again. And the guy next to me saw my Epic Camp on my top, and he goes, oh, you do Epic Camp? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I organize it. And I, he said, what's your name? And I said, oh, John Newsom. He goes, oh, wow, I read your uh, all your race reports and everything oh, like that. And he goes, you don't train on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no. So, um, I've got a partner. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I did that. I, I either try and have a, a nearly a full day off on Sundays or, or try and fit things around so I'm, I'm relatively fresh on that day. Well, one thing as a parent, which I know seems to work really well for me, is that I always find that if you give the energy first, they require less energy later on. Like I know if yeah. like a, to, normally on a Tuesday, John and I go for a big ride and we do the podcast. I'm quite tired by the time Tyler gets home from school. And I know that if I give her a good half an hour to an hour of my time of good energy, go outside, play with her and you know, just feel involved with her, then for the rest of the night, she's a great kid. Whereas mm. if I'm tired and I, you know, I do that stuff wrong, she becomes, she wants my energy and so it becomes a real kind of burden and then she becomes you know, a little bit upset and you know, it's a really bad path. And so I often mm. feel that in those times, you really give your energy first and it's a better thing overall. Mm, good so one. So we're going to parenting nice advice as well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should uh, ironmanparenting.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, my third one is have a set date, which is the official end of your season. So yeah. typically that's going to be a race, um, but actually mark it down as after that date, I'm going to move into you know a little bit of a break or whatever you're going to do, but have a clearly defined date rather than just dragging your season out into doing another race and then another one. And then you go, oh, there's this other thing coming up. I'm going to do that. Just just have a set date and make sure, like we said, your partner knows about that and they can sort of officially, they can build up for that and go after that date, he's mine for a few weeks or something like that. Uh, so, so do plan that in. I think also on top of that for tip number four is to, um, plan something special to do at that time as well maybe a trip away or you know take some days off work and just you know something that's a little bit extra than just spending the time with them so that they you know you're kind of recognizing the effort that they've gone through as well for the sacrifices that they've had to make and you achieving your goal mm. you know kind of you're saying thanks yeah yep. and this kind of ties in well no it doesn't really actually <laughs> the last one is uh, number five make time to uh, sort of set time to see your friends so don't uh you know if you've got friends outside a triathlon obviously you're going to see your triathlon ones when you're out yeah. training all the time but do make an effort to see them on a fairly regular occasion because uh it's very very easy to get uh distracted and uh and not see them and then all of a sudden Six months later, at the end of the season, you go, mm, what's happened to Timmy and Joey? Yeah, <laughs> don't so don't know them anymore. So, so do try and make the effort, you know, um, Friday night, you know, often Fridays is people's day off and maybe just pop out for a drink afterwards. It can be non-alcoholic. Yep. Um, and just try to keep in touch with them because, uh, you know, personal experience as well, yeah, it's very, very easy to lose touch very quickly. And you lose touch. And the thing is, the experience isn't as good as if you can't share it with the people around you. Yeah. You know, if you get finished racing, you've done the best race of all time, you've got no one to call. Like, <laughs> you, know, that, that, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, so just one thing on top of that is your partner, because my partner's quite a good cyclist and she's very committed to her cycling. And, and sometimes we find it hard to balance it between ourselves. And one thing we're discovering is that we try to get away every six weeks, six weeks to eight weeks, where we just get away for a weekend and, um, you know, we, where we can both still train and luckily we can cycle together, but we can then just get away from life and then 
really just spend that time because I know yeah. a lot of people are attracted to other fit people and so yeah my partner and I are both very busy with our sport so we really need to make sure we put that extra time and we find a, a break away for a couple of weeks or a couple of months is a good thing for us cool so yeah so that's our high five for this week very good moving on to our website, website of the week <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we've got to say that again. Website, website of the week. week. And the reason we've got to say it twice is because we have two websites the oh, week, this beautiful. week. <laughs> beautiful. Um, we've actually got like 10, which is great. You guys send us some, through some great ones. So if your one doesn't get mentioned today, um, it will be mentioned in the next few weeks. So just keep that in mind. But if you want to keep sending us through more, the better as far as we're concerned. So I'll, I'll do the first one. Yep. Um, and I'll find so the second one. <laughs> <laughs> www.cycle2, that's the number two, max.com. Uh, and it was sent in from Jonathan Scott in Sydney. Uh, it's quite apt, having just finished Epic Camp. Um, this site here has got a really good database of uh, hills around the world. You know, not just in Australia where uh, Jonathan's from, but everywhere around. You know, it's got um, Italian passes, French passes, uh, and what you can actually do. I didn't investigate it too fully, but uh, you, you can basically register and you can uh, register which hill you're going to climb, and you yeah. can put in your personal best yeah, time no, and things cool. like that. Yeah, and people have the the power outputs and all the data from all their rides and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So if you've uh, if you haven't got a partner and you haven't got a job and you've got plenty of spare time, you can go in there and look at other people's stuff and uh, spend a lot of time in there. But it looks like a pretty cool stuff. And uh, Especially if you're travelling and you go into an area you don't actually know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I forward the link straight on to Scott um, for planning. For, for planning. <laughs> if only you had it before Epic Camp. <laughs> if only you had it before Epic Camp, we would have had a bit of an idea how big those climbs really were. We know we planned things well, but yeah. it was pretty big. Yeah. Um, so it's a really cool site. So if you, um, Especially if you've got a big climb around where you live and you, you've always written down your own personal best times, why don't you go in there and uh, see yeah. if you can find that climb. Uh, I'm not quite sure. You may be even able to register the climb if it's um, if it hasn't been put on there, and you can put out all your power output and your heart rate and your times. Yeah. And I, then, I like uh, those type of websites. It's one thing I, that we sh- we're trying to aim to do here eventually with our website. Kind of busy at the moment, but we it's a community thing, and people actually it's the website is built on people's experiences and everyone contributing to it. I think it's you know to know that you know we could do our Cooper's knob ride and yeah. go along and put you know your stats and all that in there and I might just have to take a couple of minutes off <laughs> <laughs> whoa five minutes quicker than last time how did that happen <laughs> but yeah again it's just yeah great website also we had another website and I go around each week and go on all the forums and I'm sure a few of you who are listening there have seen my posts on some of the forums out there and have maybe picked up from the website or on the podcast from the forums but try talking the dot co com uk is it i think it is let's try try talk.co.uk .co.uk there are uh, i go on their forum there are good characters on there and we've got a few people who listen to us on the show there and I've, i went on there this week and i put i put the post i said you're yeah, the website of the week and so we have uh if you want to check it out it's a good website and i've got a good forum there and yeah um just lots and lots of passionate people who are passionate yeah. about the thing that we do and passionate pommies passionate pommies and they love they love the triathlon and Forums are a great way to to get you know to talk about the thing you like talking about, and so um, try talk is another one that's really really great. And get out there and you know. On that note, um, I know a lot of you guys probably go into Gordo's forum, um, and if you notice, it's down at the moment. Uh, he's had a huge amount of problems with uh, people hacking his site, oh, really? um, putting Trojans on there, uh, and so he basically he's pulled the site down for a couple of weeks, and he's getting it uh, redone and new software done. So it will be back. Uh, shortly uh, so if you have tried to log on there and it's not there and you think what the hell's going on uh, it will be back so we'll make an announcement maybe when it comes yeah. back online yeah. but it shouldn't be too far away but uh, yeah some dick decided to try and hack it a number of times and it's amazing how many people do that I mean 
if you're listening and it was you, you've got a very, oh, I shouldn't say too much. I'll probably no, hack, I'll hack us. I'll probably hack you're a nice our person. <laughs> you're a nice person. Good job. Yeah, we, we love you. <laughs> so, so those are our um, websites. We've got another couple of really great ones coming up next week. So listen out for next week's show. Okay, um, my section for the week. It's back after uh, a bit of a hiatus. But anyway, I want, I want your intro, mate. My intro? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Coach's Corner! Beautiful. Where, where did it come from? I don't know. It's oh, just, just on a whim. That is just beautiful. It's a Tuesday morning and I've got a bit of energy. We haven't been, haven't been riding. We didn't get to go for the bike ride. We'll balance. <laughs> yeah. We'll go later, maybe. Um, you know, we've got lots of questions. So no. Oh, Jesus. Coach's Corner. He just, I do the intro, I do the intro and he just denies my access. Okay, then where am I? Here we go. Yep, go. All right, Coach's Corner. We'll just pause for a moment. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm lost. It was only 10 seconds later. <laughs> okay, so uh, Coach's Corner this week. Six, six seasons endurance, endurance success. success. Say that again. Six did you make endurance yourself, success. Mate? I did. No, that's and, uh And so we, we've got the, uh, last week I mentioned the, uh, the six Ps for Bevan, you know, <laughs> proper preparation prevents piss poor... Uh, performance. So this week is the six C's, yep. um, and I just sort of scan through these. Uh, this is um, what I tell any athlete who asks me about coaching. Sort of some of my philosophies, and uh, this is really the basics. It's uh, the fundamentals for for doing so well. So everything in sport. comes from this, basically. At the yeah, end of the day. It's, it's the foundation. It really, really lays down the platform. Um, so we'll put the article uh, link on the article up on the site, so you can have a read through. But uh, we'll just sort of scan through it. So the first one that I really believe in is consistency of training. Uh, and that includes recovery. Uh, I had a, a funny experience last night. I, I've just come back, obviously, from overseas and a number of local athletes I sort of consult for. And uh, one guy said to me, oh, yeah, I've, I've blown up a bit in the last week. So, oh, yeah, you've been following the program. Yeah, I was going really well. And I was uh, in week three, and, uh, and I generally have a fourth week of recovery week. I felt really good, so I pushed through week four. And I did mm. week four hard, and then he fell to pieces. I said, well... Isn't weeks four supposed to be that recovery week? He goes, yeah, but I was feeling really good. Uh, oh, well, you learn now. Um, but consistency. So consistency is really important, but consistency of recovery is just as important as actually training. So please, please, please schedule in those easier weeks and, uh, and make sure you stick well to is, them. Is to really remain focused on your objective. I, I know myself when I go out training, I try to think of what's my objective today. And if, you know, like I know that objectives, if you have an objective in your mind, that you focus on that and if you can look at your training plan that your coach has given you and think to yourself okay today is this week is a recovery week and it's actually really important for my long-term success to make this you know that my objective and that my objective is to take it easier and just to do the week you know and so focus on Mm. the reason you are doing this week instead of just because you feel great you want to go smash yourself Mm. you know that you'll feel better through the recovery and and your coach knows what they're doing and so you really trust in what they're doing and really again just focus like I like the idea of an objective going into a session yeah Mm. um but yeah, consistency is the most important thing. Now that means that when you set up your plan, um, you've got a program that you can hit pretty much nine times out of ten. Um, yeah. You know, something may come up where you miss a session somewhere here and there. Hopefully, it won't become too too much of a habit. Yeah. Um, but just plan a, an achievable, realistic program, which is going to get you out there on a very very consistent basis. Um, Obviously, more training you can do is, is better as long as you're getting that recovery. Um, but just set something that's really realistic. And, and short sessions are fine. You know, um, if you've got a really busy work schedule and you work really long hours, you know, I've got a guy that works 7.30 to 7.30, five days a week. 
Um, and Why so he, doing this for? <laughs> his, his, his training time is short during the week. He does big weekend training, um, but you know he, he might just do twenty or thirty minute workouts. They're fine, but as long as they're consistent. Um, so that's that's really what underlays everything I do uh, is consistency. Training. I, th- I think it's also for long term success. Um, yeah, totally. I remember when I first started out when I was talking to Scott, and I said, you know, what's the key to the sport? And he said, you know, the key to the sport is being willing to train day in, day out for years and years and years. And mm. I know for John, when I went into my last race, and uh, he said to me, I want you to race at the same intensity as what you did last year. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, I don't know about that. But because I'd been consistent for a few years, I really did race it mentally at the same intensity as yeah. what I had previously, but I was faster because I'd maintained the consistency. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, really, it's, it's one of the long-term strategies as well for your own improvement. Mm. And we'll just digress very very briefly, but yeah, that was one of the things we had a question and answer thing on, on Epic Camp, and uh, and it's a thing that comes up really, really commonly, is when you, you say so you get a coach, or you, you may come into Epic Camp, you think you can go out there and do an Ironman harder than what you could not yeah. before, and it's just not true, you yeah. just you go at the same intensity, providing you got your, your pacing right the last yeah. time, and you know, the theory is, you should be faster at the same heart rate, yeah. or, or a same power output, or, or whatever, mm. um, and, and you should get the finish line quicker, you, you just can't go hard early in an Ironman, or mm. otherwise you'll pay the price, um, mm. the second half of the run is really where you're going to make it, break it, mm. so we'll digress back on to Back onto topic. So, um, so yeah, second thing is especially relevant for Ironman athletes is correct fueling. Um, you've got to practice that fueling um, time and time again. Um, your race day fueling. Uh, don't just go in there and, and ha- you can have, may have a plan, but you may not have practiced it. Um, but correct fueling. How many stories have you heard of people with upset stomachs? Yeah. Um, the way to avoid that is, uh, is to practice, 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 and have yeah, a good plan. How many plan. times should you practice? Because for me, like, admittedly, I'm a cheap ass, so yeah. I hate spending heaps of money, you know, because you're correct for your life. Oh, yeah. You spend a couple hundred bucks, really, yeah. for a training day. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, how often should you... Was it your phone, John? <laughs> yeah, it's my phone. <laughs> Professional here. Professional. Um, how often should you... Um, just turn my phone. <laughs> turn your phone. I'd be saying, I know what you're saying. Yeah, how yeah. many times you practice? practice it. I would generally say if you're doing like a 16 to 20 week build up, um, you probably want to do a, a simulation sort of practice, half Ironman sort of thing. Probably about three, yep. possibly four times. Um, and if, if, if you've got the money um, to, to practice your fueling more often, and then on your long bike ride sessions, things like that. Yeah. Um, but fueling is, you know, race day fueling is is is, is vital. Um, but then fueling outside of training is vital as well. You know, eating good foods goes without saying. But making sure you're eating enough. You know, if you if people some people are numbskulls and they just they, they try to lose lose weight yeah. when they're doing this massive training, and you've got to have enough energy to do yeah. the training. Um, so I think uh, if you've never seen a nutritionist before, a good sports nutritionist who's got experience in triathlon, it does pay to go and just get a, a, a consultation with them and and go through. What you're eating and whether you're eating enough and, and and whether you're getting enough protein, especially as well. Speaking from my own experience here, over the last few weeks I've been doing some big weeks as always, and um, I've it's been really interesting because I have been eating, I've consciously been trying to eat more food and things yeah. like porridge, you know, your really good rich carbohydrate foods, and um, it's been fascinating. I've also been going to bed a lot earlier, and I'm just feeling mm. great. Like mm. I, honestly, I'm just amazed at the amount of work I'm putting in. And the amount of energy I still have, and it's just, and the only difference is I'm going to bed a little bit earlier, and I'm just eating a lot more food. I don't know if I want to go training with yeah. you now. <laughs> it's going to smash me. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it's vital, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So so that's another one of my C's. Uh, third one is control of pace. So C for control. Mm. Um, 
obviously with the use of heart rate monitors pretty important uh, and, and when you're Ironman racing is, is just to take it pretty easy all day until you get into that second half of the run um, Well I think from Epic Camp I think you guys who have listened to this that was from me from with those interviews that was the thing that really shone through was that mm. the th- key thing people learned from Epic Camp was about pacing Oh yeah I yeah. mean I, I only rode uh, two days and uh, both times I'd First time I really got my pacing wrong, yeah. and second time, uh, even when I was going up the cold obese, I was I was hurting pretty badly yeah. at the top. Um, and it was yeah, like you said, very very good thing to learn out of that yeah. was you, when you're standing in front of an hour and a half to two hour climb, uh, if you don't pace yourself, as I found out, it mm. gets pretty ugly. Mm. <laughs> so that's uh, number three. Fourth one is uh, commitment to alignment slash flexibility. Yep. Uh, so this is an area which uh, <laughs> a lot of people fall down in and uh, so as a minimum I say to people you must stretch for 10 minutes after every session yeah. uh, and that See, includes I find swimming. I to be honest because I find that hard because um, sometimes I'll do five sessions in a day with my classes mm. then to you know it's 50 minutes you know like I find that hard do you find maybe a way, one thing I'm trying to do now is to actually have one good stretch session at the end of the day yeah yeah I mean that's, that's that works well um but for, for your typical person who's probably going to have two workouts a day, yeah, yeah. we will exclude you yeah, from, from the group. I'm, I'm unique. <laughs> um, for your typical person who's going to have one or two workouts a day, scheduling in 10 minutes flexibility at the end, I think, is, is vital. Yep. And, uh, and mainly legs, I suppose, with upper Mainly legs, but I think a lot of people neglect their swimming. Um, yep. after, and, uh, and I see a lot of people with swimming who are weaker swimmers and you know that they simply cannot get their arms in the right position because of a lack of flexibility so um, don't just count doing you know even if it's just five minutes of stretching after you're swimming yeah. um, I think that will, will help a lot so I'm a big believer in yoga and uh, especially say off season when you're when you're not training so much and if you're in a crappy winter environment um, you know somewhere in uh, Canada or North America or um, you know, it snows all the time fantastic opportunity to do yoga and yeah. um, put some money in the bank for the for the summer yeah. So I'm big on on that, and uh, my f- my fourth fifth one yep. is uh, composure in tough tough situations, uh, and I think a big part of this is uh, you know on the run, uh, and I've got a number of notes here. Especially probably the key thing is about writing race plans, mm. and uh, and putting down a plan on how you're going to deal with those tough situations on the run. Yep. Uh, just looking at my watch. Okay. <laughs> um, Balance and <laughs> balance, balance in life's important. <laughs> Got to be places. Uh, so so keep that composure. But uh, yeah, important to plan and, and look at past races where you've perhaps cracked or where you've you haven't gone so well, and learn from that and and mm. have a plan and a plan of attack for next time you race. Yep. Uh, lastly, lastly, common sense. Um, again, whenever anybody signs up with me for coaching, uh, this training isn't brain surgery. No. Where, where people generally fall down is they include too much intensity or they don't include uh, enough recovery. Yeah. Um, it's pretty straightforward stuff a lot of the time. Um, just keep things pretty simple. If you're doing short course racing, then you do have to spice it up a little bit more and, uh, and do some higher intensity and some really specific workouts. But uh, Ironman stuff is, is really about consistency, trying to get out there on a regular occasion and, and doing the volume. So have a read through the little article. We'll uh, go into a few little other bits and pieces there. Um, but that is Coach's Corner for this week. We're actually going to, I'm going to throw this at John right now, but we're actually over the oh. next few weeks, we're going to try to get um, a sports nutritionist in. Oh, yeah. That's John's job. I've just given it to her then. She saw her last night, so that, yep. that should be actually, a And we'll probably get, try to get her in for the next few weeks. We're going to try to get the guy from... Olaf. Olaf, over the next couple of weeks. So we're going to try to add more interviews into the podcast. You guys seem to really enjoy the interviews we had from Epic Camp, and I think you guys would value some 
some more of that kind of stuff. So we, over the next few weeks, uh, next month or so, we're going to add some of those things in and maybe even try to get Nat, who's a sports doctor, mm. who's a very, very good sports doctor, and uh, maybe just give some questions to him that are a bit specific to the things. Really that, specific. Yeah. So if you do, perhaps if you do, uh, with Nat, I, I, I thought about bringing him on as well, but we'd like some really specific questions maybe. Yeah, so... And, uh, on, and, on yeah, medical not, matters. Like, don't, yeah, don't, okay, I do hurt my foot last week. <laughs> <laughs> like as in some things that you generally thought would help yeah. an Ironman athlete. So over the next few weeks, we're going to aim to have those people coming in. So bring it on. Okay, so... Questions, questions and answers. answers. <laughs> yeah, questions and answers. So we had quite a few um, this week. And right, I'll go through this. I'll go through the first one. Um, okay. This wasn't actually one that was sent to me. Uh, was sent to me, but it wasn't actually via um, Iron Man talk. But uh, it was just somebody spamming me, basically. Okay. Um, but I thought it was uh, some people might enjoy it. Uh, I'll, I'll just read it out. Dear fellow athletes, I hope this finds you well and enjoying a summer filled with training slash racing plans, vacations, and fun. Well, it's not actually summer over here. It's winter, and we're yeah, freezing our freezing. tits off. <laughs> um, some of you may have asked about me sending you this email. Blah blah blah. Uh, the person is, I'm writing a book on the triathlete's, triathlete, triathlete's journey, specifically the transformation of triathletes as they sign up, train and compete in triathlons. I'm going to share my own story as well as the story of hundreds of other triathletes worldwide with readers that are excited to learn how the sport of triathlon has transformed, changed, impacted people's lives. Please click on the link below to learn more. Um, so it's triathlonbook.com. Um, somebody called Lois... Tideman, I'm going with that pronunciation today. Yeah, it's kind of South African, isn't it? Uh, she's, she's American. Uh, well, she uh, she's it looks like an American-based yeah. um, site. So triathlonbook.com. Uh, I, I just had a quick look on there before. There's basically a questionnaire you can fill out, sort of on your um, history of how you got into the sport and, and so on and so on. And she's just looking to build up a big database and produce a book on that. So if you do want to get your name in print and become famous mm. worldwide, um, story, don't we? have a little look on there. Mm-hmm. We've got a great question, um, which we're not actually going to do this week because it's such a great question. We're going to put a little bit of time into this one from um, Jonathan Scott from Australia about um, regarding being kind of a restrained in the amount of time you can put into the sport and uh, ways around that. But we're actually, it was such a good question. We're actually going to focus. We could even maybe make, make it's going to be coach's corner. corner next week. Oh, beautiful, mate. <laughs> you beautiful. put all this pressure on me to do this work this week. How am I going to do it done? Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> so, so um, Jonathan, we're actually going to cover that one next week and you're going to get a special mention because it's coach's corner. Um, but other than that, we had Pete and uh, Pete sent us through. We had talked about the Iron Man movie last week and Pete sent us through a leak for those guys who had the Iron Man movie, about another Iron Man movie that's out there, and it was on www.ultrasport.tv. Um, I'll put a, uh, a link up on the show notes. And uh, they they have done something similar, and he thought that maybe you, the people, I can't remember who actually sent us through the original one, but... Who Irish said, guy, was it? Yeah, the Irish yeah. guy, yeah. Um, that maybe they want to connect it with them and have a look and see if maybe you guys can put it all together. So um, that's really cool for the, those guys. But if you guys want to check out that other one, go on there and check that out as well on ultrasport.tv. So thanks for that, Pete. Really appreciate it. Um, I think it was it was Alan Ryan who sent in that uh, one because we've got an email here from Alan. Um, oh. He says, thanks for giving us a good mention on the show. I didn't hear it yeah, myself. It Alan, yep. um, but yep. he raced Ironman Austria and uh, and he's, oh, he wrote it actually just before the race. Uh, he's looking forward to getting into it. Uh, and he said there's 300 Mexicans who have turned up yeah, here. Yeah, wasn't it beautiful? Hey. <laughs> and, uh, and they arrived in full costume, accompanying band, and quite a and, sight. And if you may recall, if you listen to the earlier shows, we had um, uh, Carlos from Mexico actually writing to us and telling us about the Mexicans going to Austria. So, And, and then we've got uh, Alan's son, I think it was. Uh, another email <laughs> here. Place. Yeah. No, uh, Fergus Ryan. Um, and he's saying thank you for featuring the web link on the show last week. Uh 
he's one of the four guys featured. Oh, he's Alan's little brother, not his son. <laughs> um, he, Alan did race at the weekend. He finished 79th overall, uh, so he's been a little preoccupied. Uh, he doesn't think he quite got in a Hawaii slot, um, but it'll be a good footnote to the movie. And anyway, he said, if you look towards the end of the clip on the website, you'll see the race footage. We're particularly proud of the swim cam footage where Alan wore his, this on his head. Yeah. It's a new dimension. Uh, and he's had, just had a year off, so he's inspired to get back into it. So thanks for that, Fergus. I was on a, um, a website the other day, and this person didn't email into us, but I thought I should give it a mention. I was on a website, someone's blog. I don't know how I got onto it, to be honest, but I was on someone's blog, which was www.go. Uh, what's that one? What do you call those things there? A hyphen. Hyphen, and it's chu hyphen go, G-O, dot typepad, dot com. And uh, they had, what's your fav- five favourite songs to listen to while running? And Iron Man Talk was in there, oh, so right. I had to give we're, it a mention. We're, we're so, world famous. Yeah, so you made my day, mate. I have to say, I, was, I went home, told my ring my mum. Oh, <laughs> we've made it. So okay. that was really cool. We've got uh, we've got Matthew's question for the week, and do you want to do this one, mate? Yep. Do, uh, do you recommend blocks of core discipline focused training, and if so, for how long should they be, and uh, and when should they, f- they occur? Uh, one discipline, one, one discipline training. Definitely um, think that's a very uh, good idea, Matthew, doing some one-discipline training. Um, do you, but do you think, like, totally forgetting the other disciplines? You, uh, during, say, um, when you're in your specific build to a race and you may have a run-focus block. Yep. Um, and so, say, for example, you're, um, you typically do maybe three swims, three bikes, three runs, for example's sake. You may switch it down so you do one or two swims, one or two bikes, and, say, six runs or something like that. Yep. And it's fine to do things like that in, in your specific build-up um, if you need to just give your running a bit of a boost. Yep. Um, say, for example, you're really trying to work on one discipline, say, over your off-season, which yep. typically people often work on their, their running. Yep. Um, then it's fine to just not completely eliminate, but, again, probably just do one or... Um, one swim and one bike or maybe two if you've got lots of time or the other alternative is is just to run and then maybe every second week um, throw in a bit of swimming and biking you don't want to drop them off completely but especially over winter if you are trying to make really big gains in say you're running is you want to be running as often as possible I think if you're a strong one like for me at the moment I'm really focusing on my swimming in particular and and really cycling as well and not really running that much at all but I'm just doing like two half an hour runs a week the running is is just for your legs just because once you get back into it it's so hard on your body of all the three disciplines on your body running is by far the hardest and so um, just to keep a, a, just at a minimal like, and I, my half an hour runs are pathetic at that but it's just <laughs> you know it's not something I really need to be focusing on because it's kind of more my strength and so I really just want to make sure that once I do get that volume back up that my legs don't I don't have to lose three weeks just getting used to it again yeah so mm. so in terms of how long you should do them for I mean um, during a specific training block for uh, say your main build a couple of weeks um, focusing on one discipline over the others um, during winter I mean you could spend up to sort of um, four or five months focusing on one discipline uh, and really making some, trying to make some big inroads so obviously varies a lot from person to person but uh, it is a good idea to focus on one discipline also keeps things fairly interesting as well um who else have we got here you got your uh you, oh, you, place, youtube mate. one this one down the oh, bottom yeah, here. No, this is a really good one we got um Dr. Johnson, I love the Dr. Johnson man. I wish my name was Dr. J. The basketball player. <laughs> we, we had some. We've got somebody on Epic Camps who's uh, Dr. J as well. Oh, Dr. Pro- Jeff. Because he's the Converse Dr. J boots. Remember? No. The guy worry. you interviewed on the I think the first uh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Dr. J. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Dr. J. Well, Dr. J. In one of our earlier shows, we mentioned about 
um, Julie Moss and how you could see it on the internet. And Dr. J just wanted to get a copy of that. And I thought, well, that's a good point. Why don't we actually put it on the show notes? So on our links page where we put all our uh, websites of the week, I'm going to put the link to the Julie Moss. um, It's about a three minute. (laughs) It's about a three minute kind of. TV piece and it's quite cool because they actually show you it's not just a crawl at the end they actually show yeah. you yeah it's, it's quite a good little piece cool. and it's reasonable quality so it's on it's actually on YouTube so for those of you who know what YouTube is which I most imagine most of you people do nowadays <gasps> don't assume that sort of stuff I've never heard of the bloody oh, thing but you're, you're, <laughs> you're archaic at least, at least my computer's working <laughs> yeah well, that's true um, but YouTube um, if you want to just go on there now you can just go on YouTube and look up Julie Moss and you'll probably find it but I will have a link in the show notes plus on our links page which is on www.imeantalk.com and uh, I watched it again the other day it is pretty special yeah uh, it was the poor woman it's the uh... and, and it's really cool because when they have the um, when the girl who actually won it and she doesn't realise she's won and they have her it's, it's a, pu- a perfect moment they have her coming over the line and not really realizing they tell her and then she's ecstatic and then behind her you see this woman crawling over the line it's yeah yeah it's really quite special so you can understand why it was so popular so uh, yeah so we've got that up on we'll have that up on the show notes for you for you guys spectacular mm. and uh, i think that's about it for today isn't it yeah i think i think that's pretty much our show for this week so look out for the next few weeks we're going to get some interviews on the show if you have any questions you can email us at imantalk at gmail.com and uh just one thing, over the last few weeks with John being away and me going away and uh, I went to Taipei and I went to Hamna, I, I think I may have missed a few questions from a few people who have sent through some questions. So if I did, I didn't mean to, so I'm sorry about that, but if you want to send back those questions, we will get through to them. So um, feel free to email us again with those questions. Um, yeah, anything else? No. no well, if you want to check out John's coaching website, it is triathloncoach.net. .net. And uh, it's time well spent doing that. It is. And, uh, <laughs> and what are you going on today, mate? Uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens today. <laughs> <laughs> we meant to do this big, big five-hour bike ride, and it just got it hasn't balance. happened yet. <laughs> balance is important. Balance is important. <laughs> so it's, it's only uh, eleven o'clock in the morning. So I've still got hope for us to get out there for at least three hours. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how we go. Otherwise, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. We, we'll, we can uh, do Friday. Yeah. Do we can Friday. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I can do longer on Friday. We'll, uh, we'll get out there. We'll, we'll, and the other thing that we may do soon, uh, one thing I'm going to do is start putting up my training log on my site and we may put a link on the uh, yeah, yeah, on the site as well so you can uh, keep track of the sort of training we're going to do. So keep installed for that. There's a few things I'm thinking. I'm thinking of maybe putting a blog. Like, not that we're actually going to write them every day, but show notes so you guys can actually go and then put comments. Oh, yeah. 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 So you guys can contribute to the website. Um, Here we are pressuring ourselves to do more work again. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> and one thing we are thinking about doing is we're thinking about introducing a video podcast and yep. uh, a technique video podcast. Now, this is probably a couple of weeks down the track. A couple um, of months yeah, down the track. Well, maybe not so far away, but it's probably a little bit further away. But it would be around a three-minute podcast where we just really go over one specific thing for your technique each week. It seems to be a bit of interest in that. So mm. um, we're just expanding our horizons. Oh, it's all good. It's going to be bigger than Texas. Oh, bring it on. So you guys, good luck to everyone in the racing this weekend. If you want to get us through an audio uh, race report like uh, Dave did a few weeks ago, uh, which was fantastic. Feel free to give us an email and we can sort that out. Um, and other than that, you guys train well and have a good week. Up. Yeah, and we'll see you same time, same place next week.